to expats. What the fuck? Your spiritual guide through expatia. Disclaimer. In traces it may contain serious conversation. Hi guys and welcome to another episode of Two Expats. What the fuck? Hi Bogdan. Hey Zoli. Where's the cup? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just thinking again of Two Expats, what the cup? Oh, no, no, not the what the I cup. I don't know. I don't, I don't think that we are prepared for that yet. No, but nobody's prepared for that. We're never, I, we're never going to discuss it. That's for sure. That's for sure. I, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. Although, you know no. what I want to discuss today? I'd like to what? discuss our audience. We have an audience. Yeah, it was a huge surprise for me as well. It was like, fuck me. People are listening. And people are not only listening, they are, some of them are enjoying it as well. And they are giving us feedback, which is great, but because then we know what you like and we can adapt to it a bit. Although, I don't know. We've got, uh, we've got some interesting advice that we should give more information or that we should be funnier. No, so no, no. It, se- it seems no. that you guys do not know what you want, so fuck it. We'll just what do, do our thing. Who's the guys? <laughs> Where are the guys <laughs> the, at? <laughs> the audience has no idea what they want. Although they said one good thing, that they liked our show where we drank. So we brought that back. I'm here with a whiskey and a beer. And uh, what do you have? Yeah, I... I have, I, I didn't have much in my house, and then I, I, I'm gonna get to that point today, uh, but uh, just wait for it. So I was, I was kind of like obligated by the situation to buy 3.5 percent alcohol beer. Yeah, yeah. Let's so, talk about this, please. Let's let talk, us about, talk that. about Let this. me let me present what I have, uh, what I'm drinking right now. So I am drinking 3.5 alcohol, uh, 3.5 percent alcohol beer with yeah. um, tequila in it like a lot of tequila in it so that i i don't know <laughs> um you are and, extremely uh, mexican today because i see that your shirt has cacti i believe is the singular yeah. of cactuses i think because, so <laughs> and some desert theme so you're really really into it mm-hmm. uh, it says sonoran Desert, whatever, yeah, really. something. Never mind. Yeah, um, but I, I didn't have um, the opportunity to buy a beer today, and I wasn't prepared to buy beer yesterday when it hmm. was open. Yeah, because today, uh, just background story, we are recording this on some holiday. I don't know which holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday, holiday, so there's like everything is closed. Yeah. Yeah, and the trick with the alcohol is like this. In Sweden, there is a monopoly on the alcohol by the state. The state controls the alcohol, the alcohol market. Let's say that, right? Uh, there's a there's a lot of uh, reasons why I'll not, not. I won't get into that right now. I will. But, uh, I will because Swede, Swedes <laughs> are little children and can't handle their booze, so mommy no. has to step in <laughs> and regulate it. I think it's daddy. Daddy socialism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but the, the thing is, uh, yeah, uh, they had to regulate it because they had a huge problem with alcohol consumption at one point in their history so f- long ago. And uh, yeah, right now you're only able to buy like 
strong alcohol, or it depends how you define strong, but uh, from like 5% beer to uh, everything that's above 3.5%, you, you are able to buy it only on, uh, on the states, states managed stores that are mm-hmm. called, uh, called System Bolaget. If you Let translate it, it's my- called. Let me just open my 8% beer that I bought <laughs> on Today. the corner. Listen to this. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah. And if you were, you were to translate the uh, system bolaget in English, you would translate it the systems company. The systems, I don't know, company? How about not company? That yeah. sounds extremely Orwell-esque. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh yeah. No, but I was thinking like so how 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 weird it sounds in English is like the systems com not company but you know yeah. the systems um business. <laughs> <laughs> and and all beer is equal but some are equaler. <laughs> yeah, some are equaler than others. Some are more equal. Yeah. So yeah, uh, that's the reason why I'm, why I'm drinking 3.5% beer with tequila in it, which is not a bad combination. Yeah, I only I can so. say arriba arriba. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was just thinking about it that in Germany, if someone would try to sell 3.5% alcohol, <laughs> I I think they'll they'll they'd kill him because here in Germany they're extremely proud of the Deutsches Reinheitsgebot, and that means that there's a law of beer purity, and you have the agreed what? ingredients, what you can put in your beer, and so that it complies to this law. <laughs> okay, that they, sounds. They take uh, their shit seriously, German. man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Deutschland. <laughs> How do you say beer in in in, in beer? In, beer. 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 Give me my beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the state was like, no, this is the beer. You are not allowed to make any other kind of beer. You have to make it by this recipe, beer. You know, the, the Oktoberfest, it, uh, it allows only beers that are made by this recipe. Because all other recipes are uh, flawed. And they are not okay. pure because the, the name of the law is the Einheitsgebot, is uh, the purity law. You know the. <laughs> the I, I just beer. see a purity theme here going on. <laughs> Let's just not, <laughs> not go into it. <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, I was actually about purity and shit. I I actually discovered um, a couple of days ago. I discovered a, a stand-up comedian, a Swedish stand-up comedian that's um, unfortunately dead. He died like in a car crash in '95. But the story behind this guy, his name is Lasse something, Lars something, but very a very Swedish name. You know, like the, you can't get any more Swedish than than that name. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. You can be called Svensson Svensson. I don't know. <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. <laughs> yeah, but this guy, um, the history behind him was like this. He was an abandoned baby from Iran. So he was abandoned at birth. And one uh, high class Swedish woman, like, you know, um, from, from the upper class of the society. Community or something. Um, and no, she wasn't a nobility, you know, but you could say that. I could say that. 
no, uh, but the thing is, like, she, she was like, really high uh, upper class, and she adopted him uh, when he was a baby, like he was a couple of months old, mm-hmm. uh, and he got to, gr- to grow up in a upper class Swedish society, you know. And uh, his dad, uh, the, uh, his mom's husband, was actually from Puerto, Puerto Rico, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was quite interesting to to see this guy evolve, and what he did when he discovered stand up. Stand up. He was like, ah, "I'm not really that good at this shit." But at, at one point, something clicked in clicked in his head, and he was like, "Okay, but I look." different and somehow i am sometimes always not always but sometimes uh, treated like i'm an immigrant or like i'm a, i'm a, i'm not from here although you you would never be able to to smell any kind of a uh, dialect or any kind of a like inflections in his uh, speech he speaks Perfect. He spoke perfect Swedish, like the mm-hmm. high class, upper class Swedish. You know, the grammatically grammatically correct and shit. So he was more Swedish in some sense than 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 maybe other Swedes. And what he discovered, what he had the ability to do was he used his background to create a person, fictive, uh, you know, um, um, what's it called character. Mm-hmm. Uh, that he called Ali Hussein, you know, that was supposed to be from somewhere in the in the uh, in the suburbs of Stockholm and in a very very bad neighborhoods. Uh, and he made this kind of a, a, pers- a persona where he would play a character that uh, is the typical immigrant. And at one point, this guy made it made a fucking great joke he was some at one point he was threatened by the VAM I think it's called uh, the some kind of like a fucking Nazi association in, in, in Sweden with skinned heads and shit like he he, he, you he have made like in Sweden as well oh yeah I thought yeah. you were extremely liberal and peace-loving <laughs> yeah and we are liberal we, we, we let everybody be whatever the fuck they want to be so <laughs> <laughs> you, I want to be a Nazi. I want to be a Nazi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Of course, man. <laughs> Some, you do you. You're fine. You're okay. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, I mean, um, yeah. And he made a joke about the fact that most, uh, most, uh, most of the guys that were in this uh, association of the, this like uh, Nazi association uh, or what's it called group community, whatever. I don't know. They are so not swedish because all their their core values is why it's like something swedish for sweden or some shit you know and the core values is all about swedish tradition as, as you know they do as the extremists do you know the nationalism the extreme nationalism that's uh, ingrained in every extremist <laughs> extremist in, in the world and he said like okay then why are you saluting with the, you know, the Nazi salutes? And why are you doing all the German Nazi things? If you were to be a real Swedish extremist nationalist, why don't you just fucking hop like a fucking toad? Because that that's one of the typical Swedish things. In midsummer, they hop around around the, the midsummer uh, pole and doing the fucking traditional toad hopping. <laughs> Which is so weird. No, you have to you have to see it to that's, understand that's it. It's not it's as scary as the the march. You know the 
lifting no, up yeah, the leg. Yeah, yeah, but no, you know what I mean? Like, uh, it's so weird because uh, uh, he managed to, to show a different side of things. You can, yes, you can be an, an extremist nationalist, but you can be a hypocrite also. So, <laughs> so um, try not being a hypocrite. Yeah, most of them are anyways, so it's mm-hmm. no surprise here. Getting back to our peers, man. Yeah. Yeah, and getting back to our viewers. Uh, by the way, uh, we'd really like to thank your support. And we were thinking yeah. that you said that we need to drink more on our show so that you yeah, enjoy yeah, it yeah. more. But yeah. honestly, guys, it's getting expensive. No, no, no. Honestly, I think I'm enjoying it more. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, no, it's fine. Keep on f- giving us feedback about that. We like it. <laughs> Come on. I mean, uh, yeah, enjoy. Uh, I mean, uh, yeah. Feedback. This is work for it's us. Good. We are not enjoying this. One little bit. Mm. Oh, it's hard. It's really hard. I'm, I'm, I'm having a really hard time getting my glass up. <laughs> Shit. <sighs> yeah. So, what will we talk about today? Yes. Yeah, I wanted to, to talk to you about home. I noticed one thing. I, 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 you know, in the beginning, uh, we started recording and I noticed that you always talk about back home or at home or home mm-hmm. in general. And I, th- I feel like you're referring to your, uh, homeland, your R- Romania, right? It is. And I know, but I wanted to say it, it's, it, 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 I, I noticed that you're talking about that and then, when I talk about home, I talk about where I live right now with mm-hmm. uh, with my wife uh, and with my dog Felix. And the problem, uh, not the problem, the thing that I, I got, I couldn't get my head around was like you have a perception of home which is different. Is it is it like a cultural thing? Thing because you are you are orig- originally you are uh, your background is. Um, Hungarian Romanian, right? So you are a Hungarian born in Romania. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel getting to know you in all, the, in all these years, I feel like communication wise, sometimes you wanted to say the same thing that I want to say, but. Uh, express the, the, myself the, a bit differently or. Yeah, but you express yourself mm-hmm. a bit differently, and sometimes I don't understand understand the same thing that you are actually trying to trans- transmit, just because of the way you are expressing it. And I, I feel don't think that, that there- has anything to do with my heritage. It's more my autism. But never mind. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it just feel, it feels interesting. So I was just inter- interesting to know. Uh, it was just uh, interesting to know for me. Yeah, where where do you feel your home is? What where is your home? What is your home? I'll answer honestly and short. No fucking idea. You know that okay. I don't feel at home here in in Germany. I sort of feel at home, but we just recently moved. So this is relatively a new place for me where we are right mm-hmm. now. But mm-hmm. when we go back to to Romania... It is as foreign as well, you know. It's it's weird. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And I think it's a pr- it's a common problem for a, a lot of expats. The the feeling of not belonging to to a place or to mm-hmm. somewhere, or not not belonging in general. Because when you go when when you move from a from a country to another country, then you're an immigrant. You have that uh, image, that label. Uh, you're immigrant. You don't belong here, but you are here. That is a problem for you. For me, growing up in Romania as a Hungarian, 
that's my fucking life, man. You know, <laughs> not yeah. So you were born, you were born in it, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. So it's yeah. for me, it wasn't anything new. So that's why I sort of adapted to this life abroad. I think a bit more uh, Relaxed, easily than more easy than people normally would, because mm. in Romania I was looked at as an outsider as well, and. Mm. I was um, I was pretty late learning Romanian. I think I started learning proper Romanian with you guys and with dog training, because in school and then um, in the university it, it was a joke. So I couldn't really speak proper Romanian, and mm -hmm. I sort of got used to sign language. So it wasn't a problem <laughs> in Sweden or in or in Germany not speaking the language. I could sign yeah. it perfectly. Anything I wanted, I yeah. could sign it. Yeah. No, um, no, but I, th I actually think this kind of an issue. You are a special case, of course, uh, because being being um, Hungarian in Romania, it's not really easy. Um, and I do understand now, after a lot of years knowing you and knowing other other people that are in the same situation, uh, some of my best friends, including you, are Hungarian. So the weird that part sounded is vaguely racist, man. No, no, I, I know, <laughs> I understand that, but the 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 thing is. <laughs> Raised, yeah, let's not go there. No, the weird, the weird part is like I, for example, never saw you or uh, any other any other of my friends mm -hmm. that way, which is interesting. I but, think in a lot uh, of the cases we ourselves put put ourselves in those situations, or we we think of ourselves as as outsiders because in daily interactions we cannot express ourselves in the language yeah, of no. the state as well as language. we should have you mm -hmm. know and we sort of uh, push ourselves to the to the outside and yeah, we just search the, yeah. yeah we search friends and and acquaintances in those small circles where mm -hmm. we know that we can express ourselves freely Yeah, I, I do get that. But I, w I was thinking about this. Uh, a lot of expats have this issue, and a lot of friends that I that, I've, uh, that I know that are expats, mm -hmm. they feel that uh, somehow, although uh, they have like integrated completely or like very well in the communities and in the societies they're living right now, they also at the same time feel that they don't belong exactly there and i and i do understand that just think about it i've been living in romania for like 27 28 27 years let's say before moving to sweden you know 12 27 years that's a long time in the same society in the same culture you know And then getting here, it felt like I was starting all over again, but not looking exactly like them, not talking exactly like them, not being able to understand all their all of their traditions and habits and what was considered normal in the new society. I had issues, and of course, as you said, I just put myself on the bench and like if you were to re relate to sports right <laughs> you put yourself on the bench <laughs> yeah. and they, uh, let the others play football right but then again i also feel like that's so wonderful to be able to let's say quote be on the bench unquote because uh, you can see things uh, differently you can have a different perspective and uh, i think it's kind of eye-opening sometimes so 
those you those of you out there that feel that they don't belong yeah you do belong but you belong to a different kind of a culture so the yeah. expat culture culture and i would say i think it's a huge mistake what i've seen here in germany because for about a year i was relatively active in the hungarian expat community in in germany mm. i um I was at radio station, f especially for Hungarian expats here in Germany, and I had four shows weekly. Mm. And it was a common problem that they did not really integrate, you know? They had their small circles of yeah. friends, acquaintances, or purely Hungarian-speaking uh, friends, and they did not really try to, to get to know the, the Germans. And I'm not saying this, this as, a, as a bad thing or this being their fault because in some sense until you master a certain level of german or swedish or whatever country you're in you are not really accepted because you cannot really laugh at the subtle jokes or the subtle turns of phrases or mm. this was a problem for us in romania as well because we didn't speak romanian at a level high enough to to grasp all of those with. subtleties, Raz. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I do understand that. I feel I felt the same somehow. But at the same time, I, I did feel that I was accepted, although I wasn't integrated, if I were to express myself in this way, in this matter. Yeah, there because is of a, course, there's when, a boundary you, you, it's pretty hard to overstep that. You know, this mm -hmm. high, high power, you, uh, daily pleasantries are mm -hmm. okay once you speak a level no. of the language you you need to to do this but to get to a level where you can say that hey i made a new friend and this is a friend in the real sense of the world you know mm -hmm. not just getting together twice a year for a barbecue it's well that it's a bigger that step. is yeah that's a bigger step but of course in, in when when we're talking about making friends as expats that's a that's a huge that's a huge moment in the life of an expat when you're making a, f a local friend yeah, losing your virginity <laughs> <laughs> losing your virginity right uh, <laughs> yeah never mind uh, losing your virginity to a local <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, we should make a T-shirt. Losing your virginity to a local, hey, uh, we just might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but for example, for me, if I felt like you were kind of right, you you had to have, uh, of course, quite a high level of the language skills. Of course, it's much easier to make friends when you do have that that language that those language skills. Although in in a lot of countries uh, nowadays, you can get by with English quite okay. But of course, I also see the advantages of knowing the, the the local language. You get to know people much easier, and you get to make friends much easier. Although it's still hard. Well, I don't know. I just recommend to all of you who are out there uh, in in different countries that maybe are just speaking English, try uh, tries in different ways to get to know the language and you'll 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 get a lot of satisfaction don't be afraid to make a fool out of yourself try speaking the, the local language because this was a huge obstacle for me because i'm a language nerd <laughs> you know yeah, yeah. and uh, i was i was like this since i know myself and mm -hmm. it was really hard for me to speak in german because I heard that how shitty it sounds. You know, most yeah. people don't hear it when they speak. That oh crap, this this is awful. 
I could yeah. hear it, and I knew that, whoa, fuck me, this is horrible, <laughs> but I couldn't yeah. do it better, you know? So there were a lot of cases when I didn't even speak because I knew that, oh, this will sh- sound shitty, so I'll, I'll better just <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, that's unfortunate. I, I remember a lot of times at work when I started talking more to my colleagues, I remember a lot of times making a shit out of my, of myself, you know, making, making a fool of myself. Because of course, as many other languages have, there's words that are so close together and some of them are like really exactly the same, written, written exactly the same. But when you try to speak at the word itself, it's a bit different. It has a nuance that gives mm-hmm. the word a totally different meaning. And I, I, I had a lot of cases where I was actually, I actually had like fucked up because <laughs> you don't say like in, in Swedish, you have, um, something, uh, that's called that, that is written like, uh, K I S. <laughs> and, uh, and there's another word that's written K I S S. And one, it's, uh, you would say, um, shis. And uh, one you would say kiss, and the one means piss, and the one the other one means kiss. <laughs> so you choose one. <laughs> you know, I had yeah. such a such a huge uh, such a huge problem with that in the beginning, and was so cool uh, afterwards when I actually started to understand it myself. I actually laughed at myself. So you saw the difference, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that was so funny. You know what was my problem? I started out in uh, in Germany in the north northern part where they speak uh, Hochdeutsch is is called it's it's the literary German you know uh, in the nord northern Germany and we moved to the south near the black forest and here they speak Schwäbisch Schwäbisch <laughs> Schwäbisch Schwäbisch it's, it's really harsh and every word you you would use an s in they say Krankenwagen <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you you get the idea. It is, it is, it is, is is really, really tough to understand. Yeah, different dialect. I was, I was extremely annoyed. You know that in northern Germany, I've got gotten to a level that I could make myself understand understood, and I could understand other people. And now I have to start all over again. (laughs) You know, it's the same fucking language, but yeah. I do not understand them and now I'm I'm just I'm just pissed off and when I don't understand something I I don't say that sorry my german isn't good enough I I'm annoyed as sorry my schwäbisch isn't good enough <laughs> fuck you speak german <laughs> Oh yeah yeah um I actually uh, think that's a, a quite there's a lot of language languages I think that have uh, dialect yeah, and the Germans between themselves, they do not understand each other. You know, yeah. in, in Bayern, it's a, a bit uh, to the east from where I live. It's even worse. And I once saw a man giving a, a TV interview, and it had German subtitles. And he was speaking German. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have, like, the same uh, thing. Uh, in Swedish, like, uh, I've, I've, uh, recently met, uh, a guy that is born in the north of Lapland. He is like, as, as north as you can go in Sweden. Like, <laughs> his, ah, his vocabulary a couple of is kilometers f- in, uh, from there. Uh, yeah, he's one of those. <laughs> 
guys. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. Um, yes. And um, the thing is, not only that, that, that the dialect is so different. Uh, is so um, you can actually feel the Sami Sami languages mm-hmm. uh, influence on the on, on the language, and it's so interesting to see. And of course, the interesting part was we actually did kind of the same thing that you guys did. We we moved from a place to another place. Uh, so we moved from uh, from Vestavik to Lean Shopping now, which is not so far away. Uh, in the end, it's like only one hundred kilometers. Oh, I don't know how much that is in miles. I'm sorry something. for you, mile guys, but um, yeah, I just um, tried it in the animation again for you heathens. No, don't, don't let them Google it. <laughs> <laughs> Let them work for it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know how, how much is in miles, but uh, 100 kilometers. But when I when I got here uh, and I started making sixty acquaintances, I know it. Is it sixty miles? Yeah, it's sixty miles. Yeah, something like exactly. that. Oh my god, is it was that easy? I'm a genius, man. <laughs> yeah, you're a genius, <laughs> mild genius. So um, being not far away uh, in the end, it's like really. Close, short distance, uh, if you think about it. When I got here and started make, making acquaintances, a lot of people told me, you have a kind of a weird dialect. I was like, yeah, I have an accent. I'm Romanian. <laughs> and he was like, no, no, are you, are you from Vestavik? I was like, <laughs> what? No, I'm, I'm from Romania, but I used to live in Vestavik. <laughs> Which is, it's just quite weird. And I, I felt really good actually when some uh, Swedish guy uh, just tells you, hey, you have kind of a dialect. And it was like, what? Yeah. That's nice. That's a uh, uh, weird, weird thing is that in English you don't really hear it because in English there are no, there's no, not the sound. I cannot say that. I can't say it like that, but in a word. Exactly. I'm just fucked. And all Germans think I'm French. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. A French, Hungarian, Romanian guy. That's exactly. easy. <laughs> oh my god! About about German. Uh, like I only know Krankenwagen. <laughs> it feels and, so weird. And the other other nice word is Schmetterling. Yeah, Schmetterling. That, that's butterfly, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> very good. Schmetterling. <laughs> feels like somebody's oh, hey, going to grab you us. by. <laughs> By the balls. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> and castrate you live. Grab my balls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tell me about this uh, sound because um, I know that it means something, but I can't really recall what it is. It's I think it's a couple of words in one, or what is it with the Lapland sound? Basically, it's just a confirmation, I would say. If you'd ask me, hey, are you doing well? Sometimes you can just. Uh, answer would uh, in and that means yeah <laughs> yeah I'm doing good and it's like a, just like a positive confirmation as a yes mm-hmm. or something like that and it stems from the fact that really high up in the uh, in the north the population the populations uh, is not that it's quite scarce actually but and they they started developing this kind of a 
really self-preserving ha- uh, habit <laughs> because being, being it, be, it being so cold in the winters that up there it's really really fucking cold and it's the winter is so so long they started to preserve their energy and their heat by um, making words shorter or interactions mm-hmm. really short and concise and very direct so that they can get the message across with not not without being without having to use so much energy so one of the the, the, the results of this is this uh, sound where you actually inhale air really fast, which is weird because in Romania, if you're going to do that in Romania, people are going to think that annoyed. you're scared or surprised yeah. or... <laughs> What? What the fuck? Uh, it's a kind of an interesting thing. And that's that's cool. That's specific. I like it. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I have a funny story. Uh, you know that I was in uh, Sweden with my girlfriend for about four months. Afterwards, mm-hmm. we moved to, to Germany. And the language differences and how it... The way it sounds, you know, that you we were joking about uh, German sounding a bit aggressive or, or scary. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a huge change because Swedish is like you're singing, you know. It's yeah, just yeah it say feels this, like that. Uh, say this sentence in Swedish. Swedish is r- very melodic. Say this in Swedish. Svenska väldigt melodios. I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's, it's I, I don't pretty, really have the, the the singing part of it. But yeah, you would, but, you would, you feel that when you're talking to a Swedish, you actually feel the singing in their mm-hmm. in their talking. It's it's cool. really calming it's, uh, and reassuring, yeah. and and we moved to Germany. And after our second paycheck, I believe we said, "Hey, let's go buy a pizza and go into a restaurant." And after a half a year of eating shit, let's do something nice, you know. And we just went in, and the waitress came in, and she was smiling. She came to us and she said, "Was kann ich für Sie tun?" I just shut myself. <laughs> no, fuck me. Sorry, I bothered you. I, I just leave, okay? <laughs> but yeah, she that was interesting. She wasn't aggressive. She just asked, "What can I do for you?" But yeah, that's yeah, how but German sounds. You felt sounds, assaulted, you know? right? You felt <laughs> exactly, assaulted. I was, Stop hitting me with your words. <laughs> I didn't want to bother you. Sorry. <laughs> you yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. In Swedish, like the the typical uh, the typical hello is hey hey. You know, like really hey hey. I don't know. Yeah, it's no. uh, fun and um, easygoing. So that's quite quite typical, I would say. Um, that's one of the reasons we actually. Uh, fell in love with this strange, interesting country. <laughs> interesting fact about 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 uh, our fans, as you would say, right? One one uh, one of my friends that actually um, listened to us. Uh, a matter of name, yeah, I did mention her in one of the podcasts. Uh, she lives in Australia, and you know what she said about Sweden? Oh, poor Sweden! It's like the New Zealand of the North. <laughs> Is, is, it, is it bad? bad is it good? I don't know. I don't understand it. But it, I think being compared to New Zealand is good. That's my, oh, my by opinion. By the way, New Zealand. Let's uh, let's give a shout out to our New Zealand friends. Do you remember them? You brought oh, them into oh, our shit. lives. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Wait, wait. Selena uh, and Selena. what was the yeah. guy called? Yeah, wait. 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 You're Googling it. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm not Google. I'm Facebooking it. <laughs> I think it's so. It's Selena. What's it? What's his name? What's the guy's name? Her then boyfriend. 
Yeah, I'm sorry, Selena. You can Axel is was it Axel? Yeah. I don't know you if you're listening to this. Him, then hey. <laughs> leave it. Leave it in the comments down below. But hey, let's yeah. let's tell the story real fast because they were they were nice people. You picked them up on your way from Poland, or yeah. Uh, so expat stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, that's interesting. Yeah, it was when we were supposed to move to Sweden. My wife had the opportunity to make a, a Swedish course in Poland for six months, and. I didn't want to go uh, and live in Sweden for, in in Poland for six months. I wanted to finish my studies, and so I was in, back in Romania. And a couple of like, and I had to do a couple of runs to Poland just to meet my girlfriend. Back then, she was my girlfriend. Right now, she's my wife. Uh, as uh, I don't know how that happened, went, but okay. uh, no, she 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 underlined it. Why couldn't you just swa- say wife? Why was it whoa 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 wife? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, never mind. On, yeah. Honestly, I was thinking that in post production, I should have put a lot, of, a bit more "whoa was" before the "why." <laughs> <laughs> never mind. Um, so one time when I was coming back from Poland, uh, I think I I saw these hitchhikers on the road somewhere. I can't remember when, uh, where, but they weren't in Romania. They were somewhere in another country. I think it's Slovenia or somewhere, and mm-hmm. uh, um, and they were hitchhiking in Europe randomly and i was like yeah okay where are you guys going yeah we don't really know <laughs> and they were i i, I think they were wanted to go somewhere else actually at first but anyway and i told them yeah i'm going to romania well you're free to come so just hop, hop in, in. <laughs> yeah and we actually had a really yeah it was selena and axel axel yeah axel I remember, I remember them very well. And Never mind. Fucking awesome guys. And you, you came yeah. to visit and us. So it, and, yeah. and it, at that time, we, we were volunteering at an animal welfare organization. And one of our yeah. volunteers sadly died in a fire. And we were rebuilding the home, you know, for, for her son. And these guys from New Zealand who were on their vacation, they volunteered to help, you know, and they, they just came yeah. and, they they gave everything and they they really worked hard and at night after we we were done there we all stank because it was yeah. in the middle of summer <laughs> we were working outside with ash after the the fire and we were dirty and and it was a huge horrible smell and we said that they would uh, they would come to our place and we'll eat something and just have a couple of beers. And they said that, okay, that, but they need to take a shower first. And my girlfriend, who back then didn't speak English all that well, since then she improved, she asked them to have a shower with us. <laughs> she wanted to say, come take a shower at our place. <laughs> but she said, come take a shower with us and I love their reaction. They just looked at one another and said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So shout out to Selena and Axel if you're yeah. there somewhere. We miss you guys. Come visit. Yeah, come visit. Come on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll talk a bit. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's quite cool. All of the, all of the interesting stories we have since, uh, we started being expats. I think we're going to talk a lot more, a lot more about these kind of like short, interesting th- stories that happened to us, uh, along the years. Yeah, there are uh, a couple of them. Cool. I, I just, I just feel bad that I didn't write them down because I forget 
I forgot a lot of good stories. Well, let's start a journal, man. Everybody yeah, has, has a journal. I have it on Google. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But, you know, if you're looking at Google, Google Maps, they have a history or on whatever the fuck I was for the last, I don't know, X years. Oh, yeah. I, I saw that as well. Yeah. Okay. Thank you guys for being here. And please do not forget, if you like this episode, then like, share, subscribe, and, you know, the, the drill, whatever you need to do to share this knowledge with others. Yeah. It's a wrap. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye.